welcome to EC Pulse, the podcast that beats into the heart of Eurovision. My name's Kylie, hello, hi, and um, I am starting to feel the bitter chill of increasingly cold weather, although that's nothing to do with a certain TV show involving dragons. Anyway, as always joining me... Hello, it's John here. Um, four weeks to go until Eurovision and I'm not ready. <laughs> Neither have I. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Um, anyway, um, hello and welcome to the third part of our Eurovision 2019 review. And this week's special guest uh, on the podcast, we have, uh, have a previous guest. Uh, we have uh, Rory. Uh, hello. Hello, guys. How are you doing? It's been a long time. Yes, it has been a long time. So, um, what have you been up to, um, Eurovision-wise? Um, I because I, I haven't seen you do anything on your blog recently. What What's the story here? Uh, it's just because um, I've actually gone to university now, so I don't actually have time to actually maintain um, my blog because I used to run ESC Views. Um, but unfortunately, I, just because of my commitment to university and just trying to maintain it all, it's just been so hard to do. But I am still avidly watching the contests, and I have recently actually been guiding all of my um, all of my university friends to watch all of the national selections with me, so they know most of the box that have been happening or have been robbed this entire series season. <laughs> so um, we're doing we're doing great. Oh, awesome. Uh, even uh, yeah, I, I know all too well how much of um, how much of um, time sucking that uh, university um, does to you. So um, don't blame you there. But um, yeah, nice to see that you're making a great contribution, uh, regardless. <laughs> so with, with your friends, yeah. I'm, well, uh, you you must you must be applauded for making conversions. <laughs> yes, definitely. Albeit, like pulling teeth out of a, out of out of just a normal person. So it might might be a little bit more, like a little bit more time might be needed. But we will get an entire new fan base for ESC yes. Pulse now. Yeah. Keep keep up the good keep up the good work. Keep conversing the muggles. And <laughs> I um, will do. <laughs> it's quite exciting actually that you're here because you get to comment on your own country's song. <laughs> I can do. Yes, it's fantastic because, um, well, I have a lot to say about it, so we'll I'll oh. hold off till then. But I've, uh, <laughs> I'm. Don't worry. I think I think it's a good thing. I don't know. Yes. I'll keep myself very mysterious for the time being. <laughs> okay. So um. So this week we'll be discussing the first half of semi-final two. Now, um. Now, I see a lot of people agree with me that Semi 2 is the weaker Semi of the, of the two, although I do see a big number of people saying that um, Semi 2 is the stronger one be- um, because, I don't know, they think because a lot of the quote-unquote bigger countries are in the Semi, they think it's stronger that way, but in song-wise, no, I, definitely, I, I, I don't agree uh, especially when it comes to like competitiveness like in my opinion i feel like there's seven songs that are locked to qualify in this semi so there's only like three free spots 
uh, left, so to speak. So I feel like it's a lot. Well, well, things can change in uh, with the stage show, but uh, yeah, it feels like it's a lot more easier to predict this semi. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have to, I'd have to kind of agree with you there. It's kind of, it's very much the anything can happen semi to me. Like, yeah, it's got a lot of the fan favorites. So obviously, we have like countries like Russia and the Netherlands and Sweden in there, but we have also kind of got a lot of wildcard countries who could really could go either way. So it, it's it's easy, but it also at the same time, it's actually quite hard to predict. I'm kind of excited to see how it's how the results will play out because there's not really much kind of speculation really how how well it could go on either way. So fingers crossed uh, we get all get a result that will all be mostly satisfying most of the people. Well, to put it into perspective, um, the top four songs in the odds are all in this semi-final. Um, so they're probably, unless something goes drastically wrong, they're probably all going through uh, quite easily to the final. Then after that, um, you're pretty much playing a, a tick the box exercise. I mean, as you as you guys say, anybody anybody else could make it really. I think, um, well, almost anybody else. Um, I find this one very difficult to predict, and I, I'm not quite ready to make my predictions just yet. <laughs> okay, and um, and um, also people like a, a few people I know have um, commented on this year that it's a almost like a tale of two completely different semis. Like uh, semi one has all the quote-unquote unconventional entries uh, and um, this one well it's more of a standard pop semi and there's only one song that is fully not in English and um, I have to tell you like when I was um, playing the songs to my friend a couple of weeks ago like halfway through semi two like he was just getting increasingly bored because because like it, it was at this point he was just con I was just going next song next song he was going oh it's okay but it's just a standard pop song it's nothing special and I actually took a um, photo of him during this and um, <laughs> I'll, I'll send it to you in the group chat um, here we go it's just sending a second. Ah, oh, there we go. No. Oh my god. <laughs> he so does not look impressed at all. No. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so... A picture of it tells a thousand words. Yeah. Oh dear. I kind of felt sorry for I felt kind of felt like I was torturing him at that point. I felt so bad. Oh, but anyway. Um what about this first half in particular? I think it it is kind of a slow start cuz like I think there's only like three really 
like upbeat happy songs in this first half and the rest of them are kind of either downbeat or not quite happy despite having uh, be, being quite up tempo do you know what i mean this this first half of the first, of the second semi it kind of it kind of harks back a little bit to 2017 second half of the second semi as in like it's such a random kind of thing you don't really know what you're going to get so there's like there's three definite like upbeat songs there and then the rest of them are kind of ranging from kind of slow intimate to kind of all out there screaming woman kind of so it's quite a, a wide variety so like a wide a wide range so I'm quite like I'm I'm not too sure about the running order about this really I for me personally I would have put some of the songs in a lot in a far different order to the one that's actually the official entry uh, the official list and um, but I think overall it, it does benefit a lot of the fan favorites I definitely think that um, but overall I think we could have a couple of surprise qualifiers from this house but it all kind of comes down to the staging depending on because we have a lot of questionable songs a lot of middle of the way songs that we have all kind of put in the middles of our tops I'd imagine hmm. so to see how all these kind of staging will go and like the live thing it's very much an up in the air half for me but there's definitely at least three definite qualifiers from this half definitely what about you John so you know how last year we um, had more qualifiers from the first half than the second half for the first time um, yeah I don't think that's gonna happen this year somehow <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, let's get to it. So uh, let's explain how this is going to work for all the first-time listeners. So we're going to go through all the songs in the first half of Semi 2 one by one. We're going to discuss what we like and don't like about them. And also we're going to give them a score between 0 and 5, 0 for the worst and 5 for the best. And uh, the public are also going to give a score between 0 and 5. So, are we ready to get into this first song? I think so. Okay, here we go. So, first up... Armenia. L'Armonie. This is Solbuk with Walking Out. Walking out. don't know what to make of this one but um I, I i do know that i'm not that keen on this i mean it's just it to me it just kind of strikes a weird note to me like like especially considering it's gonna open the semi like okay you got this kind of like Imagine Dragon sound alike song about domestic violence opening the semi like okay <laughs> uh, 
it, oh, I don't know. Like, I think it's unless something weird happens, it's likely to qualify. But I, I, I this song doesn't really do much for me. I mean, yes, she sounds. Uh, it's like a lesser version of Serbia's song from three years ago, which was about the same subject matter. But I thought that did that a lot better. And yeah, it, 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 the song itself just of those not so good Bond themes from recent movie Bond movies. Uh, just no, no, it doesn't really do much for me. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I'd have to kind of say the same thing there. I mean, to me, when... Because obviously Serbuk was the first artist to be revealed for Eurovision 2019. So, you know, and given that she had just been on The Voice of Ukraine and she had also kind of just come out with a absolute bop that was um, half a goddess. Yes! So getting... So, like, we were all expecting, oh, yes, we're going to get, like, some ethno-pop kind of banger, like, oh, yes, Queen Slay, that kind of thing. <laughs> but so getting, so kind of getting this was kind of like a little bit like getting musical blue balls, if you get, if you understand <laughs> what I mean. So, like, yeah. so, like, it was, so that it was, like, you thought you were, were going to get something, but then you were kind of left wanting more. And to me, like, the song, itself is an event well it talks about like something that's obviously very serious and they handle it in a very lovely kind of like really professional way but to me there's just so much more that they could have done musically to just like take it to that extra level um because yeah i to me i just think armenia is playing it very safe this year i i don't see like they're relying on a diva with wide range of vocals and it to me I just don't know I don't think it'll make a big impact on stage unless there's like some stellar choreography stellar staging if this if we base this just on the songs alone then I would put this as a borderline qualifier myself I really don't think it's going to appeal massively and if it gets to the final It'll, I fully unexpect a mid-table finish, maybe fifteenth to twentieth or so, mm. just because yes, her her vocals are amazing. Like they're probably some of the best female vocals that we have this year, which is saying something. And but it's just it the song lets her down, and it's kind of a shame because you know when you're promised something like half a goddess, and you're only getting an eighth of a goddess it's kind of a bit disheartening so yeah that, that's kind of what I think on it do you, do you guys ever have a song a particular song each year that you forget is there yes yeah. yeah I think this is this is my forgetful one um, of, tw- of 2019 um I mean, it's a it's a it's a perfectly good song, but the the verse I can't remember at all, and then the chorus I keep getting mixed up with "Love Wave" for some, for some reason. <laughs> to be honest, that is so true. Mm. It's like a it's oh. like a "Love Wave" rewrite. I I, I find um, now, yeah, it's opening the semi final, and that can be a quite a dangerous position to be in 
like it's going to have it's going to have to really deliver and if it doesn't then we could see Armenia out of the final again um i mean it's it's, hap it's happened with um Azerbaijan last year and Serbia the year before uh, a song that should probably go through to the final but for whatever reason just doesn't as i say as i said deliver and i i don't i don't know i don't, i'm going to wait and see until we get the staging and the performance before I can p pass judgment on whether Armenia are going to make it through or not. Okay, so uh, any more thoughts on Armenia before we give it a score? No, I think we're good. Okay, so I'm going to give this a two. What about you, John? Oh dear, it's a two for me too. And Rory? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to go for a two here. Okay, and the public... <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're being quite harsh. Um, and the public are slightly more positive. It's a three out of five from them. All right, that, that's a reasonable score. Okay, so next up, get ready for this, Rory, because your country is next. <laughs> Ireland. L'Irlande. This is Sarah McTurnan with 22. Every time I'm with somebody, I'm confusing him with you. Anywhere I go reminds me of the things we used to do. And I dreamed about the street where we kissed out of the blue with your house. Number 22. So, <laughs> so for anyone who ever really knows me, every, um, I'm incredibly harsh on Ireland's entry, usually because it's my own country that they're representing. And, you know, I want my country to be proud of what they're sending. And most of the time, it usually doesn't really pay off. Uh, however, this song is breaking that trend, honestly. First listen, fair enough, I wasn't necessarily won over straight away. I thought Sarah had an amazing charisma in the in the performance in on the in the music video. And then when she performed it on the Irish version of Dancing with the Stars, or Strictly Come Dancing, um, it it something just kind of clicked. I think I think she, she makes it. Like, she makes the song better in terms of how she kind of delivers the song with that kind of compassion. And I've seen an interview with her that it's not necessarily her own personal experience, but rather she's putting on a character for this particular song. And I think she's an absolutely amazing actress, so if that's the case, because this song, it's, I think for me... Because when I originally did my first kind of top 42, because I'm including Ukraine regardless, um, it was originally my, it was like mid to low table, I think. It was roughly in the, in the high 20s. Um, however, since then, I think this has become my biggest grower to the point where I think it's now actually entering my top 10, which is surprising because I usually loathe Irish entries. Like I didn't like Brendan Murray, did not like Nicky Byrne, I did like Molly Sterling, but I think that was the last song that I truly enjoyed from Ireland. So I, I kind of feel proud about 
a, a violent song this year, which is kind of a, a really weird feeling to have. Because it's a really like it's it's just a really nice song to just put on and just listen to just to get on with work, which is a nice kind of chill, pleasant song to listen to. Um, yeah, and I just really really hope they don't mess up the staging. But I've seen potentially leaked, using inverted commas, leaked um, stage ideas for how they're going to put the song together. So I'm just hoping and praying that RTE is not going to fuck up the staging. And that Ryan O'Shaughnessy last year was not just a once-off fluke. But until then, I think it's it's definitely not my number 22. It's definitely in my top 10. Well done. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> what about you, John? Um, I haven't got very much to say about the song itself. Um apart from the fact that I like it it's, it's really nice and I, I and I really want Ireland to qualify for the final again because I know last year they did it after so many years out of the final um, Sarah by all accounts is, is a, a strong contender for this year's Miss Congeniality um, she's been charming everyone on the pre-party circuit um, I'm a little bit sad that this They've been lumped with the second place in the running order, but it's probably for numerical reasons. <laughs> yes, I was going to say two twenty-two. Yep. Um, if if Ireland do qualify, it could happen. We'll see. Um, and they draw second half. Um, yeah, you can probably work out the next part. <laughs> What's going to happen then? <laughs> Song 22. <laughs> 22. <laughs> uh, wasn't she at um, both the pre-parties you've been to, John? How, how has she been live? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, vo vocally very good. She seemed, a, I don't know if it, she seemed a bit nervous or... I, I, I want to see. I want to see the rehearsals before I make a, a real judgment. But you know, per perfectly fine. Hmm. Yeah, I will say that it is growing on me. Although obviously, first impressions count most in Eurovision. And my very first impression listening to this song is that I had no impression, which is not. Oh, which is that's a great start. <laughs> yeah, which it doesn't happen very often. But I was just like. So that was a song, um, but yeah, it, it is quite it is quite pleasant to listen to, and it, I say it has grown on me. But that 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 that's the worrying thing. I'm worried that it is too much of a grower, and especially in the in the coffin slot, this semi. Um, I, I, I like it's not impossible that this could qualify, but I think like. I think like a good number of other countries need to mess up and Ireland to do a pretty solid job for it to stand a chance. Otherwise, I'm pretty worried for this. And um, another thing that I'm worried about is that you know this this is kind of like a cutesy um down to earth sort of like breezy 
acoustic song and I feel like not to criticize anyone's appearance but I feel like she looks a bit too glam for this song like you know she, she she's got this very made up look and um you know there's, there's a certain song that we'll be discussing later in this episode I think does that more does that does uh, matches the look of the song more effectively um uh, what was but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, I, I worry for this song. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't have much else to say say about it. Okay, so um, anything else on Ireland before we give this a score? No, I think we're, I think we're good. I think. Okay, okay, so I'm gonna give this a three. I should also give this a three. Well, I just don't count this as personal bias or patriotic bias, but I'm going to give it a four. Ooh, okay. And the public also give it a three. Number 33. Hey! (laughs) Okay, so uh, next up... Moldova. La Moldavie. This is Anna Otobescu with Stay. Possibly the most basic ask milk toast nothing song in in the <laughs> semi final like oh god, god like like it's just like like a lot of people have commented on on it but like it, you can tell very obviously that this is a Nordic national final reject it's just got. Just um, like I I I don't think it's fair to make fun of um Nordic exports in national finals, but this is like this is exactly what people think of when people complain about those kind of um Nordic national final rejects uh, that wind up in Eastern national finals like Moldova, but it's just uh, it's just got absolutely nothing of substance. It's got the most obvious painful AABB rhyming scheme and it's just do do you know what it reminds me of it actually reminds me of those power ballads from the 80s like the power of love which I just find massively overrated sorry guys but uh, just uh, yeah just it's just, just, oh, yeah. I, I give up trying to discuss this. It's just, it's just a nothing song. <laughs> How very dare you? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Look, Moldova. I think, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but. If in case I haven't, uh, Moldova is has become one of my pet countries over the last few years, and 
especially given that Moldova have been really been on a roll the last couple of years, I was really looking forward to what they would come up with this year. Um, one thing I can say is that Anna is a very talented vocalist and she will do her country proud. Um, the song, it's, it's reasonable, um, it's good, pretty good. Funnily enough though, um, I was humming um, the Moldovan entry earlier today, so it can't be that unmemorable. Well, I don't think it's the the unmemorable is the problem. It's just it's just it's just nothing. Hmm. I yeah. I get what you're saying. It's 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 not going to stand out in this field. I don't think. Um. By the way, we have been counting down um the top three mother songs of 2019, <laughs> and um. Yeah, this song this song didn't quite make the cut, but I would like to give it an, an honourable mention. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for showing up. <laughs> uh, Rory, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely just one of those filler songs. It's just it's just someone that like. Thank you very much. You turned up. You did your absolute best, and we thank you very much for it. But it's, yeah, it's just absolutely stone dead. It's this will definitely be one of the few definite non-qualifiers of this of the semi-final. It's, yeah. it's oh. just so dated. It just it's just so reminiscent of what those kind of nineties. Euro like kind of dramatic um, power ballads that were constantly sent in by like Kiara or any of oh. those kind of like oh my god yeah like <laughs> keep on working keep on working but it's just to me it's just nothing but what's really really interesting is that um, before I um, like once after I all of the songs have been released I showed them to one of my housemates and I showed them all of the songs in a recap, and she chose to listen to the songs that she thought she would want to listen to again. And one of them was Moldova, and she actually yes. really, so she actually really enjoyed the song. She thought she had a really powerful voice, and there's no doubt about that. Anna has a fantastic voice. I think she's probably again one of those like really strong female vocalists that we need this year. And um, so, she, so she did really, really enjoy it. But I think. Just given the fact that this has had practically zero hype from the fandom at all, and given the fact that it's fairly, fairly low in the in the betting odds, I I I don't think this is going to do very well for Moldova, which is kind of sad because Moldova is just one of those countries that you it's a it's a wild card. You never know what you're gonna get from Moldova. So anytime they kind of take the contest seriously, it's kind of hard to really get behind them which is a sad thing because I guess we all need a little bit of crazy but even the crazy needs to calm down a little bit yeah um, <laughs> I oh Moldova I was, I was rooting for you we were all rooting for you we were all rooting for you <laughs> how dare you <laughs> be quiet Tiffany <laughs> learn from this <laughs> yes Oh, oh my god, god. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Bring back Dorada! <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, anything else on Moldova before we give it a score? I'll take that as a no. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to give this... Veen, 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 veen. Veen, 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 veen. Veen, 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 veen. Oh, well. Okay, so uh, let's give Moldova a score. I'm going to give this a one. Um, three, just because I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, controversial. Yeah, I'm just going to have to go with a one here. Okay, and the public... Agree with us, it's a one out of five. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, you know it's bad when the public gives it a one. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so next up... Switzerland. La Suisse. This is Luca Henny with She Got Me. When she go low, when she go low, she go solo, she go solo. Oh, she know, oh, oh, she know, she got me dirty dancing. When she go low, when she go low, she go solo, she go solo. Oh, she know, oh, oh, she know, she got me dirty dancing. So when this song came out, it was obviously it was smushed in with all of the other national broadcasters that were just fitting in towards the end of the season. So every single song kind of blended into one another. But we all had this sneaking suspicion that Switzerland was going to pull something out of the bag because it was the first time they've ever gone um, internal. Well, not first time ever, but like the first time in a while. So we all kind of had high hopes. And so when Luca came out with this, it's easy to see why everyone kind of lost their stuff over it. So I'm kind of, I'm really, really happy that Switzerland's finally getting some hype that they really like deserve because Zibs was absolutely robbed. I will fully like fight to the death over that. And yeah, like, I, it's very much the second Fuego-inspired song we have this year in terms of the running order. The first being obviously Replay, or sorry, Replay Fuego. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I love that Luca's just got this like really bubbly personality. He seems like an, a really lovely guy to talk to. Um, he's got, he's just got a charisma about him, and I think it's something that. Um, we don't really see that often in Eurovision because he's got he's young, so he's kind of got a lot of that kind of spark. Like, yeah, I really, really, really want to do this. I want to do something really nice for like a, get a really good result for Switzerland. And I think this is definitely this is obviously going to qualify. There's no doubt about that. And I can fully see this being in the top ten given the right staging. Which knowing Switzerland, they've been really like fine tuning their skills. Um, I just, I just hope that this will kind of ignite a kind of public support for Switzerland's sort of like for the for the Eurovision in Switzerland because obviously with the string of bad results, it, you just maybe this is just a me thing, but I always get really secondhand anxiety for countries that like don't do well because 
you know, maybe they might consider, oh, Eurovision is not worth the amount of money that we're putting towards it. So this should hopefully kind of raise the spirits for Switzerland. Um, it's obviously qualifying. It's definitely going to get top 10. Um, and can we just talk about how much of a absolute fitty Luca is as well? Like, I'm not even going to lie. He is gorgeous. No problem. He can come back to mine anytime. I'm not going <laughs> to be a problem. Uh, family so, podcast. Well, just uh, let me just put it this way. Um, to, co- to quote Sir Hat, don't forget my number. Call me anytime. <laughs> Nice. (laughs) Okay. Um, I'll go next. Um, now, now, I've checked the betting odds in 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 the last couple of days, but last time I checked, like, I think they've dropped down a little bit since then. But but I think just over a week ago they got as high as second in the betting odds which like i just found like so weird like like people are are getting excited for a swiss entry for the first time in a long while like (laughs) not even sabolta got this much excitement a few years ago and lots of fans love that song so it's just like pretty crazy to me and um I have to say the excitement. Well, the song isn't completely to my taste, but I completely understand what, where the excitement is coming from. When I first um, watched the video, I was like, "Oh, okay, Switzerland have definitely come to play." Like it just, it, it just felt very competitive and very slickly done kind of thing it's uh, I mean yes it's kind of rather the the same kind of trick that Sweden's been pulling in Malfest at least the last few years this kind of like very slickly done solo male choreography heavy entry but I have to say Switzerland's done a pretty snap up job of doing that and um yeah I think um yeah, I think they 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 have um they have rights to be excited uh, for the first time in a long while. I I think this is a potential to do to be pretty dangerous on a Saturday night. I think. Yeah, it's it's such a fourth in the Melfest final song, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> now to to put this in a bit of perspective, the last time Switzerland got a top three or a top five, even. Um, Kylie and I were both in short trousers, <laughs> and um, Rory, I don't know if you were even born, were you? Uh, which year? 1993. Oh, God, yeah, I was just a little twinkle. Oh. So, for Switzerland's sake, I really hope this does well, and I'm really wanting to do a Switzerland special on this podcast sometime in the near future. Um, whether that happens next year, um, we will see. I'm hearing mixed reviews um, on the grapevine about this song. Um, I mean, obviously the fandom have gone crazy for it. Um, I'm hearing Switzerland as a surprise winner. 
I'm also hearing Switzerland as a surprise non-qualifier. Um, for their sake, I hope it qualifies because we because we need them back in the final. Um, but I, f I feel like I'm kind of on the fence with this one. You know, I I I really appreciate it, but I'm it doesn't it doesn't set my um, it doesn't set my camel in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have you dirty dancing as much. Hmm. Clean dancing, maybe. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it is worth po pointing out that I do believe that the delegation have got Sasha Jean Baptiste doing the staging this year. So, yeah, the kind of oh well, you expect it to be Blink <laughs> or possibly Geneva. <laughs> so, so yeah, the Fuego comparisons are uh, very. Um, warranted although although a lot <laughs> of the people are like not every dance song is the fuego copy uh, and saying that it sounds like despacito as well and i, I can kind of see it with both it kind of sounds like if despacito wanted to be like fuego if that makes sense yeah i don't know have you guys heard of that um fuego mashup with um she got me Chameleon and Replay, honestly, you can't even tell where one of the songs ends and the next one begins. It just shows how, like, derivative they all sound to Fuego. Like, that's not a bad thing, per se, because it shows how much of, like, an amazing, like, influence Fuego's had on, like, just European music as a whole. But, you know, you gotta stand out, girl. Just saying. <laughs> girl... Girl. Okay. Um. Anything else on Switzerland before we give this a score? Uh, I've just I've just checked the odds, and currently Switzerland's in third place at eight to one. So if you feel like maybe putting on a bet, that might be a safe bet to go for. Hmm. Yeah. It might, yeah. It might not be a terribly bad bet. I think. Um. Depends how. Um. Uh, everyone else around it goes. <laughs> we uh, might have to save a lot of money if um, indeed um, Switzerland end up taking this because I do hear that Switzerland is quite expensive. Yay! <laughs> it's becoming a running theme with um, Eurovision host countries, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I'll cut off an arm and a leg just for a semi-final ticket. It'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> Why why can't Georgia win the Eurovision Song Contest? Why can't Georgia win the Eurovision Song Contest? <sighs> uh, maybe one day they will. Who knows? Uh, but anyway, um, let's give Switzerland a score. I'm going to give this a three. Ooh. <laughs> We're going to get hate mail, I think. I'm giving this a three as well. I'm going to give it a three as well. Okay, and the public, give it a four out of five. Oh, lower than I expected. Yeah, although to be fair, the fives do come pretty rare with the public, so four is actually a really good score by uh, public standards. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay, so um, next up... Latvia. La Lettonie. This is Carousel with That Night. Love, 
this suffers from the same problem as SEBI might have. Um, it's either going to stand out for its simplicity and its beauty and its laid-back lounge jazz vibe, or it's not going to stand out at all. And I just can't decide um, in my heart of hearts what's going to happen. Um, this song really is growing on me, um, and you know I, I wish the best for it. I can't see it qualifying right now, but a surprise qualification for Latvia would be really lovely. Um, I got the chance to see this live for the first time um, at the London party uh, this uh, past weekend, uh, and it was received surprisingly well, actually, by by the crowd. Um, they even sang along with the chorus, although it's a very easy course to sing along to. <laughs> um, so this semi-final is so difficult to predict. Um, you, you think you know who's going to qualify and who isn't, but it's a lot tougher than you think it is. I don't know what to say about this song, whether it's going to be or not. <laughs> Uh, sadly, I think this is doomed, and it, oh, and it breaks. Don't say that. And it breaks my heart because I would love to see this qualify. Like I think this is. A, I mean, yes, the lyrics are very repetitive, and and it's kind of basic, but it's it's a really, it it, it has this lovely f feeling to it. It is just has this really lovely cozy warm feeling to it and it just not in a bad way but it just makes you want to sit back and um just close your eyes and think of lovely things when you're li listening to it and, yeah and uh, like i just maybe i'm just being too pessimistic but i i just like it's for me to say that I just can't see a a way for it, for it to survive the semi. I think, especially coming mm -hmm. after one of the big favorites like that, mm. it's just maybe 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 this will be could be a surprise, and I'll be re I'll be really happy to be proved wrong, but like. Uh, I, ju well, I just, I, I just, it's just, uh, I just, I just feel so sad for this. <laughs> well, that, oh. Latvia, Latvia is a bit of a pet country of this podcast, isn't it? So yeah. Maybe we, maybe we should adopt them. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. We should just do a prayer circle. <laughs> yes. Nah. It's worked before. It has. It has. Oh, I, uh, this, this, this song makes me feel so many things, but, like, in a good way. It's not, like, an emotional one that brings out, like, the tears or anything like that. It's just a really one, just, it's really meditative. And I just wish that everyone had kind of, would was able to kind of see the same thing. It's just really, like, it's, in terms of this kind of genre, it's, up, it's only got one real kind of competitor in the semifinal, and that's from Austria. And it's kind of in terms of like the intimate kind of quiet song, but I what well, I think at, at, like Austria fails in Latvia triumphs in, as in it's just quiet. It's but it it's not boring, which is because the melody and the arrangement of the whole song as a whole. It just it's so 
whole. And it does it doesn't like feel like you're leaving anything out, which is really nice. And like the staging, I think they think they had said they they're gonna keep the staging similar to what it was in Supernova, which might do them a hand like be more of a hindrance than a help. But depending on how intimate, like and how tight those camera angles are to maintain that kind of nice atmosphere, this could be a borderline qualifier. I could see this potentially making it through. If it does get through, I don't think it's going to do very well because it's just quite um, kind of dead in the water in amongst the like the big favourites such as, you know, Cyprus or um, like the Netherlands or Russia, whatever. It, like, it just... I fully see this being on full right-hand side of the scoreboard. But it's so annoying because I really, really like this song and I just don't want it to fail as much. And if it if, if it does end up being a borderline qualifier or a borderline non-qualifier, then at least we'll know that Europe has some kind of taste. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I, can, I can so see this, you know, sliding through and then getting... Put in the second place in the fi- in the final or something. Oh, they, they they seem you know because we know that they would do that. Yeah. Yes, completely screw over a fan, but well, not even a fan favorite. One an underdog, screw over the underdog as <laughs> per usual. Hmm. I'm looking at you, Gabriella. <laughs> oh. I still stand. <laughs> I never stopped. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, on, on, on the plus side, uh, at least it's going to be a smaller stage than usual this year, so that could help with Latvia, maybe. Maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully. Just because Latvia's been bringing such quality recently, and I just don't want that quality to be diminished. Oh well. Okay. So, anything else on Latvia before we give it a score? I think we're good. Okay. I'm gonna give this a four. Um, I'll give Latvia a three. I'm gonna give Latvia a four. Okay. And the public <laughs> cannot believe this. They only gave it a two out of five. Oh. Yeah. How could they? <laughs> exactly. How could you? <laughs> oh, oh well. Okay. So next up, Romania. La Roumanie. This is Esther Peony with On a Sunday. You know, you know, even So I didn't really follow um, Selectionale Nationale, whatever it's called, um, the Russian, the Romanian national selection. So, and after all of the drama that had gone on between this song winning over that Laura Breton song, like a lot of it kind of was unsure. I didn't really know, understand what the hype was on either of them. So I listened to Laura Breton first and I thought it was like all right fair enough it's like an okay song like quite 
typical, stereotypical, then listen to this. And my mind was just blown straight away. This is class coming from Romania this year. Honestly, the, it, it has that perfect blend of like mystery and darkness and also kind of sultriness as well. Um, I will say I don't really enjoy the revamp. I think it could have been perfectly left on it like on its own without being revamped or anything like that. I feel it kind of loses a little bit of its spark, which is annoying because you know, when you fall in love with a, with an original unrevamped unvamped version and it's just when it gets redone it's such a hassle and to try and fall in love with it again. But Overall, the song itself is fantastic. I listen to it all the time. It's actually my number one. It's my number one overall this year. It's my winner. Whoa. So I'm so happy that I can actually vote for it in the semifinal when I come back from university. And um, yeah, although I will say there's there's a couple things that I don't really enjoy about this. The whole song as a whole, like it's fantastic. I just wish that some of the some of the music wasn't as um, manipulated as much as it was in as much as it is in the revamped version. If it, they had just left it kind of like sounding acoustic, but then as it goes in, it kind of gets darker and more punch. It's like, oh, that's I would have really preferred to just to have left it on its own. The other thing is definitely, I just hope that Esther just, I hope she doesn't um, overperform because the problem with her in terms of how she performed both in the final of the Romanian selection and every other pre-party that she's been to. I think the only one she's really been to so far is Amsterdam, I think. Um, yeah. But um, it's just the the way she performs, she's like, she goes like, because uh, it's like that kind of like, she's over-performing because she thinks that's what people want to hear. But that's the problem. It's not really what people want to hear. I think it's because she wants to appeal to so many people saying, oh, look at me, I'm original. I can sing in a really kind of nasally voice. So if she went back to the Romanian national selection, had the semi-final that she performed in, and kept that staging and kept the way that she performed that song, Romania would be easily going into the final, no problem. I, I full-on see this being a dark horse, honestly. I'm trying my best not to like let my own personal bias get into this, but of course, like it's just such a bop, honestly. And I love singing it and just absolutely peeing off my neighbors while I'm trying to do the falsetto bit. <laughs> so just go with it; it'll be fine. I'll just practice it on a Sunday, and it'll be fine. Uh, John, what about you? Hmm, I'm. I guess I'm glad that this song is getting a fair hearing um, because, you know, due to complete viewer apathy in Romania at the moment, it didn't get hardly any love from the televote at all. Um, the problem I have is that when, when she performed this in Amsterdam, um, the organisers set off smoke bubbles and... That's the only thing I can remember from, from the performance. <laughs> my friends and I were popping the bubbles in time with the music. <laughs> the song. And that's all I can remember doing now. 
So whenever I hear this song, I imagine myself popping bubbles in the air. <laughs> yay! Oh my yay. god! Yay! <laughs> um, yeah, this Romania again are borderline, um, a, a bit like last year, really. Um, and it's not what it's not what I want Romania to fail. I, I really don't. I want I want them to make the final. Um, but there are a lot of songs on the borderline in this semi-final, and Eurovision, you're not giving me much to work with here. I want to be able to make predictions, and I can't right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I guess it's my turn. Um... Uh-oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, it's not the worst song, but oh dear God, does this not reward repeated listens? Like, oh God, like, like it, it, when I first heard it, I was like, okay, the, 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 this is fine, but but you, you kind of heard it all after two minutes. But uh, it's just like uh, once you hear it a few times, like it. For me, at least, it just starts to get quite irritating. It's just a repeated ea ea ea's, and <laughs> I, I, I'm not a fan of this kind of American horror story kind of styling that they're going for in with the video and stuff like that. Just like it just like strikes a bit of an odd note with a breakup song for me, at least, and. With this revamp, they've added this falsetto bit at the very end, which for me, I just find really painful to listen to. Uh, sorry, Rory, but I know you really like that bit, but I, 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 can't, I, I, can't, I can't deal with that bit. It's just... Uh, I, I, I agree with you that this is borderline... I, I also agree, like, I don't want to wish misfortune on any country, but it just sort of, like, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be terribly pleased if this ended up qualifying, although I wouldn't be terribly surprised. Sorry, Rory. Oh, you're just so in all sorts of, like... Sadness here. I'm just like, no, don't hurt her. <laughs> I guess loving this song is a hard price to pay. Oh. oh. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay, uh, anything else before we give this a score? Um, can we just say that loving you is a hard price to pay? <laughs> pay. 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 <laughs> uh, okay, so um, uh, let's give this a score. I'm gonna give this a two. <gasps> Scandal. <laughs> um, I'm. It's yet another three from me. Uh, and given the fact that it is my number one, I'm gonna have to give it a five. Okay, Obviously. and the, <laughs> and the public give it a three out of five. Okay, so okay. we Okay, so we got three songs left to go, so we'll get cracking. Uh next up Denmark. La Denmark.
This is Leonora with Love is Forever. Love is forever. Okay, so, um, alright, this is one of those songs where almost everyone I see talking about the song goes, Oh my god, this is so terrible. It's just so awfully twee. And like, I also see people, um, when it comes to semi two predictions, they're thinking this is the scanning entry in this semi that's the most in trouble. I highly disagree with that. I think this is almost a lock for qualification. I I just think this has got broader appeal with the casuals, I think, and I think the juries are going to be very much on board with it. Um, Like, I definitely think that, you know, because it's cool to hate on Danish entries. I mean, I do it myself but like only when it's warranted but like and i i understand why fans would dislike it but like i just find it so cute and just so happy like whenever i hear it it just makes me smile and 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 the staging with the big chair i just think it's really cute and really cleverly done and you know i i i i I think and definitely hope that this is going to do a lot better than a lot of fans think it is. Yeah, I really, really want it to do really well. I think it's like, I think there's a lot of potential because it's so like simple, but it's like a good kind of simple so that it's almost like accessible to everyone. Um, I, I, I have to say, I wasn't a big fan of it when I first listened to it. I thought it, it was quite, again, like that whole, like, oh, twee, oh, it's so dull, and it's, like, got nothing to it. It's all just love, love, peace, peace. But after listening to it for a while, it does act, it is a grower, but it's just that, that it, it's just whether or not it'll, like, it can grow enough to people on the first listen that might be a problem. Um, I think Leonora's got a great personality. I think she's like really lovable. I think she's actually quite funny, given like some of the some of the interviews that she's actually given um, during her tour on the on the on the press and the Greek party concerts. Um, I just want. I just hope that like people just don't immediately write this song off because it is a lovely like it's a, it's yes it's a little bit schlager yes it's a little bit twee but like. Those are just some some of the songs that we just kind of need in Eurovision. Like, Eurovision wouldn't be the same without them. And um, also, just bonus points for Denmark actually sending a song partly in Danish for the first time since the language rule was uh, lifted uh, 20 years ago. Ah. So, finally, we say, uh, I don't know what... Thank uh, how congratulations is in Danish, but we Tilike. say thank you very much. Tilike, tilike. Um, but yeah, I just I just want this song to do well. Um, I know it's probably going to be either it'll either come eighth or ninth or tenth in the qualifiers, or it'll come stone dead last. 
in the in the semifinal. It could go either way. Just to, but let's let's hope. Let's be a little bit optimistic. And yeah, I like I hold reservations, but I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm sorry. Just the thought of this song coming last made me burst into tears almost. Don't worry. I think Moldova's occupying that spot. Ooh. Well, um, yeah. For, don't touch my twee. Um, <laughs> don't touch my twee. <laughs> this is my. This, it's my favourite song in this semi-final, and I regret nothing. Oh. Um. Yeah. Just. Just like you said, it's such. It's such a cute song, and I really clicked with this song um, at London party this weekend when. Um, Leonora was trying to get the she was trying to teach the lyrics to the crowd and they ended up just singing the whole thing back to her and she was she was so taken aback in such a such a lovely way that um yeah it was a it was a it was a moment and it was you know when you have a real moment with a song on a personal level I think that makes makes a song even more special um, and Kylie, you know, you know our mutual Danish friend that we've been on set to several events with. Yeah. Um, and how she normally hates everything that Denmark sends to Eurovision. Yeah. Well, she loves this. Oh. Oh. So it, I'm hoping that that is a good sign. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, anything else on but... Denmark before we give it a score? Yeah, um, knowing knowing my luck in the last few years with my favourites in um, Eurovision semi-finals, I'm already mourning the loss of Denmark. But um, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, we can get it over the line. I personally don't think we've got anything to worry about, but maybe I'm just being overconfident. I don't know. <laughs> well, we we said we've said that before, haven't we? And look, optimism is forever. <laughs> Yes. It is forever and everyone. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Okay, so um, shall we get on with the scores? Please do. Okay, Please. I'm, I'm going to give this a four. It's an easy five. Uh, I think I'll give it a three. Okay, and the public agree with Rory. It's a three out of five from them. Unappreciated in its time. <laughs> it's like all the best songs. Watch it become an absolute legend. Ah, <laughs> yes. oh, okay. Two songs left to go. So next up, Sweden. La Suède. This is Jon Ludvig with "Too Late for Love." I can make it burn for you and me. If I could be there, I would be there. Could I just say that hearing the studio version is nothing like it is live? Yes. Yes, um, that is true. Yeah. The, the thing is, the power that this song has um, in its live version, listening to the studio version, I feel kind of flat. And I, d I don't know how to process this information. <laughs> um, <laughs> the one... The, 
the good thing here is I am supporting a Swedish entry at Eurovision for the Yay. first time in three, four years. Ooh. I can I can I can wear my Swedish colours on on the Thursday, and be very proud to do so. Yay. Um, I I wanted John Lundvik to win Melfest last year, um, so I'm I'm very pleased for him that he got to win this year with a very very good very strong song. Um, predictably, Sweden are among the favourites again, um, which I think is justified. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the live performance. Apparently, there are a couple of changes, which is something that Sweden normally doesn't do. Um, changes? I don't know her. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for, um, fingers crossed for Sweden, maybe, maybe not... Stockholm, Gothenburg, Malmö, wherever, 2020. <laughs> or yeah, maybe we... even Önskjöldsvik. Önskjöldsvik. You heard it here first. Uh, yeah, with with the weird stage setup that Malfest had this year, like, 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 like kind of... Like, not surprised they have to make a couple of tweaks. I imagine they're not major, but yeah, just just to adapt to like the proper Eurovision stage. But but anyway, um, yeah, I I definitely agree. Like this is one of those few Eurovision songs that actually improve massively with the live performance. With the studio version, it just feels too polished. But when you watch it live, it's just like, it just feels like so uplifting and it's just kind of like, yes! It's mainly down to just like um, Jon himself being like ridiculously charismatic. Like like last year, like hmm. his song, I wasn't a massive fan of, but I, I still enjoyed it because I just... Watching him perform just makes me happy. Like it give, puts a big smile on my yeah. face, and and I like it when people do that. They, they they just they just like so naturally charming. They just make you smile for no flipping reason whatsoever. And um, yeah, I mean it. It's kind of like like in a sense that yes, it's a very typical, very polished Swedish entry where every single move is planned to the nth degree but it but at the same time like everyone on stage just looks like they're having fun and that translates right through the screen and it's just like yay we're all having fun when this is uh, being sung like yeah 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 I can't really say anything else really it just you know it just like radiates joy in a way <laughs> hmm. do you know Aww. do you know what i think sets this apart from the last three years of swedish entries it has a personality yes <laughs> yeah that's true mm. yeah because like the thing is with with um john lundvik is that he's just really he's just got that kind of quality that kind of x factor that just like it doesn't make him feel like a robot which is kind of crazy to think but it's true and uh when i first listened to this i was kind of 
I kind of heard that it was like the fan favorite that everyone thought it was going to win Melfest, so I wasn't necessarily shocked or anything that it had won. But um, I was actually pleasantly surprised because I think the last time I actually really enjoyed a Swedish song at Eurovision was um, 2013 with Robin Schernberg. Oh. Um, oh. And that was an underrated bop, let's just put it that way. But um, no, I really, really enjoy this one. It's It's kind of just soulful and it's like, it just kind of makes you feel good and I feel like that's kind of what we kind of need in like Eurovision. It's the kind of what I was saying with Denmark. It's kind of, it's something that you just need to put on just while you're doing some work and just kind of just bop along to it or like even if it's just like swinging your head back and forth thinking if it is it too late for love. Um, of course this is going to like do well. It's going to qualify. There's no doubt about that. I fully expected to get a top five perform, like top five finish. Whether or not it win, I'm not too sure about because we have got some strong competition in the second semi-final alone. Anyway, so when we include the first semi-final and the automatic qualifiers, I'm not too sure. But it's a really respectable entry from Sweden, and it's actually one that doesn't seem overdone or underdone it just it just does well and I'm really happy about that who would have thought that I actually could enjoy a Swedish song who would have thought (laughs) (laughs) one thing I forgot to mention was that (laughs) one thing that I'm really appreciating about this is that um, John one of our you know one of our mutual friends is trying to meme this (laughs) with the And the is it? You know, it, it just you see. it just makes me laugh every time I see is that it? on my time on my timeline. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what is it? Is it? <laughs> is it? <laughs> That's not going to get old, is it? No. Anytime soon. <laughs> Oh my god, no, no, no. What's a really, really good? It'd be like, hi, Maru, welcome to Tel Aviv. So, I have very uncomfortable question to you. Crimea is Ukraine? Is it? <laughs> uh, and she'll probably respond with, dang. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, um, anything else on Sweden before we give this a score? I just want to be best friends with all of those backing singers. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let's get on with the scores. I'm going to give this a four. Um, another five from me. Ooh. I'm, I'm just going to give it a three again, I think. Ooh, okay. And the public, give it a four out of five. Okay, so um, last but by no means least, we got one more song left, and that is Austria, Lutrich. This is Penda with Limits.
So, um, I really, I like, <laughs> this song was very much a non-starter for me when I first heard it. This, coming off the back of Cesar Samson, you'd imagine that, you know, Austria would want to bring their A game. You'd think, oh my god, yeah, like, we just came third, like, you know, we should try and, like, try and win again so we can, you know, bring the contest back to Vienna, although I'm pretty sure not many of the fans would want to go there because, again, arm and a leg. Um, but on the first listen, this just did nothing for me, which is kind of sad because when Panda was, like, first released, like, as the announces the, um, like, Austrian singer, I had to listen to a couple of her other songs and Paper Thin, like, some of her songs, such as Paper Thin, were, like, so emotional and so... Um, like personal and I I think I was kind of hoping for something like that kind of vibe that she had given us with Paper Thin and Limits and I didn't really get that so it's only been really recently that the song has actually been um, kind of growing on me which is kind of sad because I do want Austria to do really well but it's just kind of it just kind of is in the middle of the road for me honestly and it's just such a shame because Penda is just, she's so charismatic off, like, screen, like, because um, I don't know if you guys watched at the London Eurovision party, but uh, I was watching the the live stream over at ESC Extra with some of our good friends there, and um, when Penda was on, she was so funny, and she was so, like, charismatic. She had such a good personality. So to have a song... Where everything, where everything was just kind of quiet and sort of vulnerable. I mean, it's a good, it's a good kind of um, contrast, I guess. But it just didn't really do much for me, which is kind, of, which is kind of sad. But I do, I do hope that it does well because now that I'm warming up to it, I'm starting to see it for what it really is, and that it's a really, really nice, intimate pop song that's kind of like it kind of gives me I don't know if you guys ever listen to them do you know London Grammar yes yeah they kind of give me quite similar vibes to London Grammar so I'm hoping that like with some like really kind of intimate maybe black and odd little blinks of blue just to coincide with her hair I think it would be fantastic but I'm not holding out too much hope for this I think if it qualifies it'll be on the lower end of um, of the qualifiers, and it will definitely not come top ten, unless they have some stellar staging, which is possible for Austria because they've not managed to fail to qualify since coming back to the contest since since no since um, Conchita won. So we we can only really hope at the moment, but yeah, I think I think it's just. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I feel like the fandom is sleeping on this song, actually. Um, I know a lot of people, when they heard this song, it passed them by. On the contrary, it had quite an instant impact on me. Um, I feel like this song would sound um, very at home on one of Robin's albums. Um, I know I know Panda 
obviously looks a little bit like Robin, but I think her music um, reflects a, a very Robin sound too. Um, I know all the staging will have been worked out by all the delegations by now, but what I, one thing I would like to say is the, the music video to this song, that should be your staging, Austria, I think. Um, just you know, just a single camera shot, um, you know, Penda looking straight into the camera, you know, really giving all her emotions into the song and film playing behind her. That's all this song really needs. Um, I would like to see this qualify. I realise that I'm up against it here. But... I shall keep the faith right up until the last moment. <laughs> oh. Yeah, um when I first uh, heard this song, like I had two very conflicting thoughts in my mind. Um one thought was the like my subjective part. I was like, "Oh, this is quite nice. Like like this is like this is a very nice entry and then the the logical objective part of me thinking oh this is just like too esoteric for the contest like i i i i was kind of scared um for its chances cuz i was just sort of thinking this is too gentle and too introverted almost and and um, I, I saw um, a video of her playing this on the p piano on her Instagram and it, it made me appreciate it more because it was just like, it was just hearing her perform it live, like it, it kind of elevates the song. It just kind of, the, the emotion really comes through and it's just like really almost kind of beautiful almost. And... And like, mm. I, I would really hate for this to break Austria's qualification streak because they've been doing really well for quite a while qualifying, which is almost surprising. Um, and considering they had a bit of a crappy track record back in the two thousands, but um, uh, but uh, yeah, it like to think this song could be the one that fails that kind of upsets me almost and yeah I, I feel like um yeah it definitely lives more in the live studio I feel like it's kind of a bit more I don't know ASMR music I don't know but um <laughs> it, yeah a bit too mellow but but um one thing I do really appreciate is that this song was not written for Eurovision like I might be getting my facts wrong, but from what I've heard, that um, basically, like, she got selected by the broadcaster, and um, they they were like, "Okay, send this song, but redo it so it sounds more Eurovisiony." And she was like, "No," <laughs> so the, the song stayed as it is, and that that I have to appreciate that that she wasn't going to compromise for, for to 
make a song more Eurovision-y and you know yeah you have to admire that in a way yeah it's fantastic honestly I think it's she's the first actual woman I think to represent Austria to actually write and compose her own song I think oh, wow. which for which is fantastic like which you'd imagine given that like um with Austria such long history in the contest they would have done it for by at least by now so for Panda to be the first person to actually you know what stand on her own two feet and say no I'm not changing myself just to take part in a contest that's that's only something that can be admired honestly yeah definitely um, also, on each on each live performance I've seen her do so far of this song, her, her vocals have been impeccable. So her performance on on the night in Tel Aviv should be absolutely nothing to worry about. Yeah. You can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else on Austria before we do the final scores of the week? I so want to be able to wear that colour that she's got in her hair and butt. Just no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my hair's going grey, so I'm like, like wondering if I should just bleach it all. But I've got black hair, and black hair and bleach does not go well together. <laughs> oh, I've gone, I've gone bright pink, so I feel like it's only fair now to go to bright blue just to like honour. Honor Austria this year. <laughs> oh. Okay, so uh, let's give Austria a score. I'm going to give this a four. I'd like to give Austria a four as well. Oh, you're not going to like me. I'm only giving it a two. Oh. And uh, the public <laughs> agree with Rory, actually. It's a two out of five from them. Oh. Yeah, oh well, this happens. Okay, so that's it for uh, this week. That's uh, the first half of Semi 1 done. So before we leave, I uh, just want to say thank you again to Rory for um, joining us this week. Uh, hopefully we'll speak to you again sometime soon. Yeah, that would be fantastic. I can't wait to join you all again. Yay! Yay. Okay. Thank you very um, much for having me. Uh, no problem. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. And um, so uh, next week uh, we'll be discussing the second half of semi-final two. So it'll be quite interesting. Got a couple of big hitters in that episode. So until then, goodbye. Hope you to see you. Bye. <laughs>